yeah. I am the mongoose, but you can just call me Goose, and not Goose Aloose, because much like DJ Khaled, this week, I'm a winner, 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 so suck on them tater tots. To my right, never mind, to my right is nobody except my Himalayan sea salt light up lamp. Because Mr. Salbaps, everybody's favorite degener- degenerate gambler, is not here. He is sick. Um, so, well wishes to Salbaps. He's a fever and the chills and uh, probably chlamydia. No, I'm like making up that last part. Uh, his mom works in the hospital. So, everybody send your best wishes to Salbaps. I do have his picks. So, do not worry, we are here to make fun of him, nevertheless. Guys, what a crazy week in college football. The uh, the numbers are starting to come in. I'm, I'm liking where we're at in this point in the season. Uh, I'm checking stats. I'm making a lot of my picks on simply just go to NCAA.com, and you can pull up a lot of stats for what's going on right now in college football. Uh, for instance, last week, UCF was a three-and-a-half-point home favorite in the bounce house versus SMU. And just looking at records, you'd say, what the fuck? Uh, SMU all day, right? Wrong, buddy, because UCF, if you go to NCA.com or a lot of the other advanced analytics uh, pages, you would see that they have a top 15 pass efficient, uh, passing efficiency defense. And SMU does not give two shits about running the ball. They uh, throw the ball every single down, you know? Boats and hose. So I got that right one right. And uh, yeah, go to NCA.com. If you're not sure about a matchup or you're leaning one way or another, it is a, a great resource. So there's a lot of other good stats out there. That one's free. So do what you got to do. First game I want to talk about is a game that I actually did lose. I, I went four and two in the pick six last week. Hallelujah. Actually back to making bread and buttering hose. Um, but one game I did lose, which... My buddy was making f- fun of me for and faded me. I guess fading goose is still in season, so no worries there. You know, he was asking for picks, and he's like, "Yeah, what's, what's good?" And I was like, "Well, uh, Tennessee's going to destroy LSU, uh, but this line is too good to be true. This line smells. Uh, there's no way in hell that LSU should only be a three-point dog, even at home in, in Death Valley. It was like a 12 o'clock kickoff, so not that big of a deal." I told him because the line smelled so bad, you, you got to roll with LSU. I mean, Vegas doesn't give out free money, right? Eh. To my buddy's credit, he faded the shit out of me and put a pretty handsome dollar on the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, I tried to reason that the Tennessee starting left tackle was out. LSU was a decent defensive line. It didn't matter. Uh, LSU did make a lot of dumb mistakes, but uh, they got blasted like the uh, butthole of, uh, I don't know, 2002 Brianna Banks. And it was just, uh, it was an uh, ugly game. So apparently, uh, you may have heard Josh Pate talk about this. Vegas does sometimes give out free money. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because Salbaps usually does a segment called It's a Trap. I'm going to talk about It's a Reverse Trap, where Vegas knows a team has absolutely no chance. And just to fuck with you, they give out a fake line. So more into that. Now, being as hell was a four and two week, I also did have another eight leg parlay. Guys, can you believe this? This is the story of my freaking life. Eight leg parlay nailed every single game except one play again. Uh, 
missed out on $6,000 because Tua number two and the Fear of the Turtle, Marilyn Turpins, could not convert. On the over 61 versus Purdue at home in College Park, they fucking... It was looking pretty depressing midway through the fourth quarter. And then, like, the Purdue Boilermakers do seemingly every week put on just touchdown after touchdown. Maryland kept up, and I had my over. Maryland literally hit the two-point conversion. I called Sal Babs, and I told him, Yo! I got three games tonight for the 6K. These three games are a lock, which they were. And literally, as I was on the phone with Sal Babs, I go back to my screen, was streaming the game on Hulu, and uh, the score said... Not 32-31, or, yeah, uh, sorry, not 31-31, but 31-29. And I was like, wait, wait, what what the fuck's going on? Like, did my, you know, sometimes Hulu doesn't, you know, it jumps back, or the game's over, and you're, like, starting from another place. I looked at it, checked it. No, it was live. Did not know what the hell was going on. Thought we had our over at 62, going into overtime, and it uh, it was on wrap. So what happened was an an eligible man downfield and Maryland had to redo the two-point conversion and, uh, of course, they didn't get it. So, uh, yeah, that is now two plays this year, as we know, the infamous week one Utah defensive uh, tight end slipping on his ass in the end zone. And now the Maryland two-point conversion missed my over on that for 6000 I think it was like $400. So yeah, I'm here and uh, doing good, doing good because uh, I'm not going to let two plays for $54,000 get me down. I mean, you know, chump change, right? Nevertheless, it was a crazy week here in college football. Outside of the Maryland game, like I said, did do pretty good. One game that I want to talk about that I did, I did nail that was pretty hairy was the TCU Kansas game. I I was all on TCU minus five and a half. Line went all the way up to seven. Inevitably, TCU did cover. But guys, anybody who watched that game, yo, these Kansas Jayhawks are for real. Like this week, they are plus nine uh, against the Oklahoma Sooners, who look like absolute dog shit. I understand quarterback Dylan Gabriel's probably coming back this week. Yo, Kansas, even everyone's talking about Jalen Daniels or their star quarterbacks out. Yo, this backup, if you look at the advanced analytics, they actually did better when the backup quarterback was was in the game. I mean, TCU wide receivers are fucking ridiculous. Quentin Johnson, he's going to be a big-time Sunday player. Dude was just snatching the ball out of the air left and right, uh, picking up uh, balls you know that were on the backs of the DBs. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, some of these catches were Randy Moss-like. But Kansas, blow for blow, kept up with them. Now, I will say Kansas had one questionable touchdown catch where I think the guy's knee did somewhat touch the white line. But at the very end, they were driving to tie the ball. TCU had a very clear pass interference. Refs did not call it. So even though TCU covers, it was not a very pretty sight. Uh, I absolutely love the Kansas Jayhawks. Plus nine against Oklahoma Sooners. Lance Leopold, what an unbelievable coach this dude is. Get him at Wisconsin, get him in Nebraska. I mean, I'm not saying this as a Penn State fan. I mean, I don't want to see those teams be awesome in the Big Ten, but if you're those schools, you fucking throw the bank at this guy. This guy can coach. You give him an entire week now with this backup quarterback who looked pretty damn good, 
Uh, I actually have a couple plays here. I'm calling Kansas Moneyline at plus 260. Other games here on the docket that were uh, notable. Talked about Tennessee, LSU. Guys, let's talk a little Mountain West. I know uh, Mountain West doesn't get a lot of love, uh, especially here in the Northeast. Uh, just not a lot of people are, are interested in West Coast games. They don't want to stay up. And it's just, I'm telling you, there, there's value on these games, especially at books in the Northeast. San Jose State. Let me repeat that again. San Jose State. Yes, they are the best team in the Mountain West. They absolutely obliterated freaking UNLV. I know UNLV quarterback Doug Brumfeld got hurt. They were missing a couple other skull guys. It doesn't matter. San Jose State has three or four guys on that defensive line who are going to the NFL. In a league like the Mountain West, that is huge. This week, they're playing uh, Fresno State without quarterback Jake Hayner. I am loving San Jose State. If you are looking for a future ticket, I haven't looked at it, but San Jose State is the play in the Mountain West. Fresno State, yes, Hayner's been out, but overall, Kalen DeBoer uh, left that program. Jeff Tedford, they, they, they've been a huge disappointment. That was one of my picks in the preseason. That has not panned out. Mississippi State rolls Arkansas. Once again, though, I, I, like, I love Mike Leach in year three. It is pirates on deck. It is our man, the poop deck. We're throwing the ball down your fucking throat. But I got to say, these numbers are a little inflated. Seemingly every week, Mississippi State is playing quarterbacks who are hurt. And that was the case with Arkansas last week with KJ Jefferson. This week, they go to Lexington to play a wounded Kentucky team. The line is plus seven. Kentucky at home. Will Levis looks like he's coming back. Just saying, be a little bit careful there. Uh, Florida managed to uh, pull off the the victory there in the Swamp versus Missouri. Texas, Quinn Ewers. Yes, I am all about the Quinn. The, the number is too high this week, I believe, with Iowa State. But Quinn Ewers, Texas, are they the fourth or fifth best team in the nation right now? If you had Texas versus Clemson on a neutral field, who would you pick? I would pick I would pick Texas. I'll be honest with you. Uh, other games that were uh, notable here. Uh, Georgia beat the uh, absolute piss out of Auburn. Brian Harson, Auburn. Is that a Matt Rule job? I don't know. It just seems like Auburn's on life support. Uh, Oklahoma State continues to win, beat Texas Tech, and what was actually a pretty close game. Uh, Final score was 41-31, but that actually was pretty close. Utah loses to UCLA, this UCLA squad. Like I said, they can put up 40 on anybody. I mean, uh, their O-line coach went to Ohio State. It doesn't matter. They're still physical as shit. They are one of the few Pac-12 squads that, frankly, on the offensive line could hang with an SEC team. Uh, So loving uh, Chip Kelly, what he's doing there at UCLA. Ohio State rolls Michigan State. We talked about that. Michigan State has no fucking secondary. Jackson Smith and Jigba, can you please, for the love of God, to save my Heisman tickets, just come back and decide to play one game of football? Huh? Is that too much to ask? Arizona State, fucking shocker. All these teams, Arizona State, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Wisconsin, they fire their coach and they instantly get 10 times better. Arizona State with the big upset victory, uh, versus Washington, Georgia Tech with the upset victory versus Duke in overtime, and their quarterback even got hurt there, Jeff Sims. So credit to all these teams saying, and this is kind of a nightmare situation, though, for these ADs, right? Because you're like, hey, I got these shit coaches. Uh, we're about to lose our fucking football team because college football is becoming the NFL. 
So I'm going to fire my coach. And then your interim coach, who probably isn't the best man for the job, galvanizes the locker room. Kids all of a sudden want to play, and they rip off six out of seven wins. Kind of tough not to hire a guy in that position. So I know a lot of these ADs trying to get ahead of the ball and uh, get feelers out there to coaches to fill vacancies, but this is this is the risk that you take. You fire a guy, you bring in the guy, and then he just fucking goes, you know, like the Philadelphia Phillies manager just fucking goes on a tear. So just saying, UConn football, holy shit. Beats FI. I knew FIU is like probably the fifth worst t- team in the in the country, but UConn, all those injuries, the offensive side of the ball, and they roll 33 to 12. Uh, USC beats Washington State 30 to 14. That game was a little bit closer than it looked like. Kentucky, Beamer Ball. South Carolina gets a couple uh, punts blocked, and they beat a, a wounded Kentucky team with a lot of injuries. Uh, one game that I absolutely nailed was Notre Dame versus the Storm and Mormons in Las Vegas, and Notre Dame just uh, pounds that ass, man. It was not a uh, pretty game by any means, but Notre Dame just did what they do. Michael Mayer at tight end. I know Brock Bowers gets a lot of love. I think Michael Mayer is the best tight end in the country. He doesn't have what Bowers does to work with uh, there in Athens. So I'm saying right now, if you're an NFL squad, you're looking for a tight end, Michael Mayer is the bill. All right, guys, as we get off to this week, fuck, there's a lot of great games this week. I'm pretty excited. Sal Baps pick six here. He is taking first game here. And I'm going to have to argue with him a little bit on this, okay? He's taking Oklahoma State plus four, plus four against my TCU Horn Frogs in Fort Worth, Texas, which is a lovely town. They have the what's called the stockyards there. If you're ever looking to get yourself a uh, nice Texas girl who is in uh, Daisy Dukes uh, riding up her ass like uh, dental floss, the Stockyards is the place to go. Cannot suggest it enough. Uh, He's taking Oklahoma State plus four. Listen, I love Mike Gundy. Love that squad. You know what TCU does? They fucking throw the ball. They are, let's face it, it's an air raid offense. The same thing as, you know, Sonny Dykes. He is a literal disciple of Mike Leach, Quinn Johnson, those wide receivers, they are the fastest team on the offensive side of the ball in the country, not named USC. Oklahoma State, Derek Mason, they've had a surprisingly de- decent defense this year since Jim Knowles left for Ohio State, but guess what they don't have? They do not have a top 50 passing efficiency defense. I am saying TCU rolls Oklahoma State. Uh, Salbaps is Oklahoma State plus four. He is not here to defend himself, but that's what he's saying. That's his play. I'm saying absolutely no way. He has Georgia minus 38. Um, I mean, they're playing freaking Vanderbilt. So, sure. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a huge line. I'm not going to argue it. San Jose State minus nine. I already talked about how much I love San Jose State. They are playing Fresno State on the road. But, guys, I'm going to give you a little California uh, geography lesson here. Uh, San Jose, California to Fresno, California is a two and a half hour car ride. These kids know each other. They're going to be out for blood. Fresno State is not as good as we thought they were. Jake Hayner is not playing quarterback. This quarterback cannot throw the ball. I am with Sal Baps a thousand percent. San Jose State minus nine. He has Florida State LSU under 
52. Wait, Florida State, LSU. That doesn't even... Is, is Salbaps on fucking crack? Florida State is not playing LSU. That was a week one, you dumbass. Uh, Florida State is playing Clemson. Uh, I don't know what the line is on that game. He has under 52 here. This fucking... This crackhead literally put Florida State and LSU. Uh, so... Uh, Salbaps, pick six, don't even make fucking sense. So there you go. Uh, what, what do you expect? Uh, the kid has Tennessee plus seven. I'm going to fight him on this as well. Tennessee is hosting Alabama. If you watched Alabama last week, they played Texas A&M and barely escaped with the victory in the uh, Jimbo hate, hate, hate game. Now, Bryce Young didn't play. Obviously, that was a uh, huge factor in the game. Guys, Alabama missed a shitload of field goals. Um, uh, just a couple couple different plays that they normally make that they did not. They got lucky to escape with a win, but this is what Alabama does. They escape with wins. Now, I was all over the LSU game last week versus Tennessee. Here's the thing about, about Tennessee, and one of the reasons I thought why the line was fishy last week. Their starting left tackle is out. I know a lot of you are saying, oh, it's a fucking left tackle. It's the SEC. They have, you know, another 500 fucking fat pound guy to come in there and take his job. Yeah, they do. But against Alabama and that front seven, you're talking Dallas Turner, Will Anderson. That's a huge question mark. Now, it looks like Tillman, the top wide receiver for Tennessee, is coming back this week. But he's coming back off surgery. Okay? Alabama DBs right now are playing out of their mind. I do believe Bryce Young is coming to play this week. I don't think the line would be at 7.5 if he, if Vegas didn't think he was. You are taking a little bit of a risk. Sal Bapso is taking plus 7. I'm saying absolutely no way in hell. I will take freaking Alabama at the full minus 7.5. Sal uh, Bapso has here for his last pick, Wisconsin minus 7.5. Uh, no arguments here. As far as my plays for the week, listen, like I said, Lance Leopold, you give him an entire week, an entire week to fucking prepare for the Oklahoma Sooners team that is reeling. I'm going with the Kansas Rock Chalk motherfucking Jayhawks all day of the week, a plus nine. You, are you kidding me? This is at least going to be there. They're going to keep this within a touchdown. Uh, like I said, I actually have a small play on Kansas Moneyline, and I think that's actually a decent play. Uh, next one here, Minnesota. The line has ballooned up to minus six and a half. They are on the road against Illinois. This is an Illinois squad. The defense is fucking lights out, way ahead of schedule. But, 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 hold the phone. Tommy DeVito, the transfer quarterback from Syracuse, who's actually been pretty decent this year, is hurt. It looks like it's a high ankle sprain. They haven't announced that he's going to play or not yet. Talking to or listening to uh, the Illinois insiders, they do believe it's a high ankle sprain, which means if he got hurt last week, there's no chance in hell he's playing this week. There's a reason Minnesota is a road favorite here by almost a touchdown. I'm saying lay the points. Mo Ibrahim, the star quarter uh, running back for the Gophers, is coming back. I think Minnesota absolutely rolls Illinois. It's a shame for Illinois, all the momentum that they have going on. Love Bielema, what he's doing there. Um, but just ain't going to happen this week. Uh, also, as far as star quarterbacks being injured, North Carolina State Wolfpack are on the road in the Carrier Dome, and you're saying, what the fuck? Syracuse minus 3.5? Well, that's because uh, Devin Leary, star quarterback for the North Carolina State Wolfpack, is hurt. 
They have not said how long he is out, but he was in a sling last week. Hasn't really practiced much this week. I am saying there's no chance in hell Devin Leary is playing this week. I mean, if you are trying to get a competitive advantage as a coach, of course you're not going to, unless your guy's on, you know, torn ACL, you're not saying whether your guy is playing or not. So I am rolling with Syracuse minus three and a half. Next game uh, is Friday night, I believe. It is the SMU, the Pony Express are at home against a fucking just putrid Navy squad. I understand Navy played a very good Air Force team, super tight. But guys, that was a that was a uh, service service academy game. Those guys know each other's offense and the option inside and out. They always play each other really hard. They know uh, all their plays. Don't put a lot of stock in that. I'm telling you, this Navy team fucking blows SMU. You know, they're a little bit of a wounded animal there against UCF. They got blown out. But UCF, like I said, has a top 15 uh, secondary there. So this Navy squad, they cannot handle the passing attack of SMU. It looks like we're going to have decent weather uh, there in Dallas. So I am rolling with SMU minus 12 and a half. My Penn State Nittany Lions are plus seven on the road in Ann Arbor. Now, a little history lesson here for you. James Franklin, he's in the FFCC, which if you don't remember, is a fake fucking coaches club because the dude cannot win on the road against good teams. Penn State is something like one in 16 uh, on on the past uh, 17 games on the road against AP top 25 opponents. It's really bad. James Franklin, especially at Michigan, has not played well. But having said that, I do love this Penn State team. Listen, what does Michigan do? They run the ball with Blake Corum down your fucking throat, okay? J.J. McCarthy, when he's had to throw the past couple of weeks, he hasn't looked that good. Look at that Maryland game, for instance, even Iowa game. Penn State has a top 10 rushing defense. Penn State is going to make J.J. McCarthy throw the ball. Guess what else Penn State has? Joey Porter Jr., at cornerback, you cannot throw to him. Your only hope is that the dude maws your wide receiver and you get a P.I. He is about as locked down as it gets in college football in the year 2022. You also got Jair Brown there at safety, ball hawking. I'm telling you right now, I absolutely love Penn State here plus seven. And if you even want to do a little parlay money line special, check this. How about... Kansas at plus 260, more or less. Penn State's around plus 205 and throw in like a Minnesota money line there, like minus 265. If you throw in like $100, $200 on that three-leg parlay, it's going to net you like $1,200. Just saying, if you want to take a risk with $100, uh, that's something that you may want to play. Love this Penn State team. Does Sean Clifford come through on the road? Obviously, it has been a house of horrors there for him in Ann Arbor, but yeah. I think this is a different team. You have Nick Singleton there and Katron Allen, the freshman stud running backs. Guys, I can't believe I'm saying it. Penn State offensive line has actually come back to life, playing like a fucking legit, comparable uh, Big Ten squad. Telling you, right now, it's going to be a close game, and I think Penn State may pull up the uh, the upset. Last game here, it is the Boss Cock Lock, as we already talked about, San Jose State. Minus nine on the road against Fresno State. Hayner is out, a quarterback for Fresno State. San Jose State with that D-line and just fucking going to pound it on their neighbors there in Fresno. 
This line should be probably 12 and a half, 13 and a half, but nobody bets these games, especially here in the Northeast. So get on that shit right now, right now, and bet San Jose State. Uh, that's going to do it for this solo live edition podcast of the week. Right now I'm in between insurance meetings. So just fucking, uh, hustling right there on that. Um, final words here, guys. It is, like I said, at this point in the season, you are getting lines that sometimes are fishy, smelly lines. For instance, the Iowa state, Kansas state game, Iowa state was only plus two against a Kansas State team that was rolling. Uh, but if you dig a little deeper, go to NCA.com free stats, you would have seen that Iowa State had a top 25 rushing defense. That's all Kansas State does. Uh, if you want to get Taylor Martinez, you want to beat him, you put him into third and long, which is exactly what Iowa State did. Having said that, there's also lines like the LSU-Tennessee game where Vegas knew LSU sucks. They have no absolute chance against this uh, Tennessee passing attack. We're just going to make a plus three to fuck with you. So sometimes there's trap games and sometimes there's reverse trap games. The best thing you can do, dig into the stats. At this point of the season, There's y- you need to follow the injuries. College fantasy update on Twitter. It's like $5 a month. They have all the breaking news on all the latest injuries. Follow the injuries Follow the stats, and that's how you can make a lot of money at this time of the season. It's, it's your only hope, frankly. It is your only freaking hope. So 4-2 and two on my picks. Sal Baps doesn't even pick games that are on the real-life college schedule, but hey, you know, uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, guys, um, going to sign off. Hope you're all doing well. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. And... Uh, Remember to say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, and make that bread and butter them hoes.